This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Crazy ways are Welcome to Almost Famous Minute, the podcast uh, going over the movie by Cameron Crowe from 2000, uh, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash. Uh, I've previously uh, worked on Watchmen Minute and uh, currently uh, coming out is Feels Like Weezer. Um, And we have a guest for this uh, special introductory uh, trailer review, uh, episode zero, uh, and actually co-host, he co-hosts, he will be co-hosting the first uh, two weeks worth of minutes, six minutes, and uh, coming back uh, later throughout at, at various points through the, throughout the movie as a co-host. Then, too, um, we have Aaron Stark. Hi there. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm a writer, a public speaker, and I love Almost Famous. Yeah. I think we all love Almost Famous here. And uh, should anyone be listening, you know, that hasn't... Uh, Hasn't seen the movie uh, before. We do. We will. Uh, you know, uh, try to keep uh, certain little plot points to a minimum. I mean, every now and then, I, I think. I think uh, just to kind of uh, make a, a certain kind of points um, throughout uh, doing this whole uh, endeavor, um, we will kind of give away certain little key things that happen later in the movie, but nothing too crazy. Um, and it is. Uh, this is a movie that's based on pretty much. You know, it's it's got these. Uh, you know, some fictionalized elements to it, but also some uh, uh, taken from his own life, uh, Cameron Crowe, um, with uh, certain names changed, others not. <laughs> um, Cameron Crowe's own own name changed as the young uh, aspiring uh, rock critic journalist, uh, William Miller. Cameron Crowe's a real person, a uh, rock journalist, and then screenwriter, and then director and screenwriter, both. Um, and uh, Aaron, um, you, you, you come into this uh, with you know, a, a really big love of this movie. Um, uh, you've seen it, I think, I think a lot more than I have. Um, I've seen it uh, certainly a few, quite a few times, but you're, you're very familiar with this. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I saw it when it first came out back in the day and I've watched it probably a hundred times since I, yeah, I wow. just love it. It's one of those movies <laughs> I can have on on the background and just watch it every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, so uh, one little um, interesting thing that uh, is right at the time of this uh, of this uh, endeavor getting getting uh, uh, on on air, so to speak, uh, <laughs> in the ether uh, of the internet, um, we have been approached um, 
by a a rock music uh, uh, network of podcasts to uh, be on with them, to join them. Uh, it's the uh, Rock and Roll Pantheon Podcast Network. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really amazing just what's happened recently um, before recording this introductory uh, type episode. And we're already, uh, you know, quarter of the way, roughly, uh, through uh, recording for the whole the whole movie um, and, and editing quite a bit behind that. But uh, to catch up at some point, uh, that's for sure. Um, but uh, they've reached out and, uh, you know, it seems like uh, middle of this week, maybe uh, there'll be some kind of setup happening. And um, so hopefully this episode actually does reach out just, you know, shortly after recording it. And uh, we'll at that point hopefully be on the network. Um, if that, not, really if, cool. if 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 I end up uh, needing to put it up on our um, something I created a good month or so ago, I, I initially did the creation for the for uh, with uh, Podbean um, that uh, podcast distrib- distribution service. I did create a, an account for that a month or so ago, probably. So it might be on there first, very temporarily, but um, hopefully. Um, that works out pretty soon here. Uh, I really have to thank uh, Christian Swain. And then also um, uh, the person that uh, came on uh, Watchmen Minute was Andy King. Um, through him, did I only found, find out about this whole network. And I've listened to some of their podcasts, that's for sure, um, at this point. Uh, there is uh, the one other the one other uh, podcast I was listening to before they joined uh, the network uh, just a couple few months ago. Um, I had started listening to them quite a few months ago now, maybe almost a year. Uh, who cares about the Rock Hall? Uh, I, I look forward to uh, having uh, one of the two co-hosts of that being on later uh, in the, the uh, flow of things for the minute-by-minute minute nature of this uh, podcast. Um, and then, the, so then the one other thing that relates to that a little bit is that uh, I'd probably be, this, this will probably be happening anyway, but it only kind of because of this uh, invitation um, to be on the network um, that I kind of realized, oh, this is probably a better way to go. So I've, like I mentioned, I've recorded the first uh, quarter um, roughly of the, uh, of the minutes episodes. Um, but, uh, and, and those are Monday, Wednesday, and Friday releases. That's definitely going to stay that way. I, there's all the talk at the, usually at the beginning and end of the end of those episodes um, referring to what day of the week it is. So that's definitely going to stay that way. But uh, I've reworked the schedule a bit, and uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be moving to um, just a weekly basis. So it certainly does extend the life of the podcast out about a year, roughly, you know, instead of being done within a year, probably. Um, it, it now uh, seems like it'll probably take up another year after that, but that'll just make life easier for me to get these uh, recorded and uh, the, the bigger time crunch of editing too, certainly. Um, so, so we can look forward to that. Um, but right now we're just, uh, doing this, going into this, uh, episode zero, just to kind of try to get it into people's feeds and so forth via iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and Google play and, and countless, countless other, um, podcatchers. That's for sure. Helps, uh, doing episode zero for, especially for these movies by minutes type of uh, podcast uh, is very helpful. So we're going to uh, continue on with this episode, I think with a bit of a trailer breakdown 
Um, we'll go into that section now. Um, and, and this is the one trailer I found that seemed to be the most closest to, I think, the way the trailer probably came out when it initially, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's what was initially seen. It's, it's a pretty good quality and it's, it's, the aspect ratio is pretty small. So it was definitely something that you'd, I think, you know, would have been, uh, uh, TV friendly back in, back in the year 2000. And it definitely, it definitely yeah. seems like it's the, uh, the tone of the trailer seems like it was made before the movie had come out. You know, some of the some of the musical choices in the trailer and some of the ways, some of the things oh, yeah. they emphasize seem to be different than the high points of the movie app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So if we want to get right into it, you know, it's it's uh, you know, I mean, this this is a very uh, music related uh, movie and uh, that very initial um, uh, bit of music that we hear is called uh, Lucky Trumbull, and it's one of the one of the uh, uh, Nancy Wilson composed songs. Uh, Nancy Wilson being um, Cameron Crowe's wife at the time, at least. Um, I believe they're I believe they're still together, but but uh, she was actually in the movie uh, that he uh, his first uh, screenplay was uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. She had a very small part of the woman in the convertible. I, I believe it was convertible. Uh, yeah. that uh, gets uh, the one character's uh, attention about the middle of the movie, I believe. But uh, so, so her work on, you know, she did, you know, like probably like f- maybe three, four, five of these, uh, you know, lighter, airy kind of pieces, you know. Um, but then she also worked with uh, Peter Frampton and, and her husband as well to, uh, you know, for lyrics. And then of course, Peter Frampton, definitely for Peter Frampton and herself, of course, uh, for the, uh, for the uh, actual actual music composition for the uh, the band Stillwater, um, their their songs, mm-hmm. um, and, and and this is at a scene when where where we don't also get in the theatrical cut of the movie at least it's uh, some kind of gym in in a gym probably at the high school dance uh, kind of scene where he's he, the the height difference is very obvious he's looking up at. <laughs> You know, you get his his view of looking up at uh, these other uh, couples dancing, and he he seems to be a couple less no date to this dance. And that was one of the things that I was thinking of with the uh, where it seemed like it was made before the movie came out mm-hmm. because this has a lot of emphasis, especially in this early part of the trailer, on kind of the innocence and like a fish out of water yeah. vibe for mm-hmm. for William and. While that does seem to play, it seems more. It seems less like it's he's a fish out of water, and more like he's just joined jumping into a new world. Mm-hmm. So it seems like this this opening bit of the trailer seems kind of innocent and trying to play it like a farce. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have like kind of like uh, the the lines of dialogue that uh, from his sister of her talking about uh, him being called a narc behind his back and 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 then to him he's saying she's saying uh that uh, one day you'll be cool line and that's that's pretty much that that almost encapsulates the whole movie he just really craves to be cool <laughs> mm-hmm. one day he will um and then we hear the uh the who song sparks uh from their uh album tommy which is is a very key scene Throughout the you know in the, uh, at the near, very near the beginning of the movie when we 
transition from uh, his younger self here, that the, 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 the younger actor, Michael Ancarano, um, to, uh, to Patrick Fugit advances his age about, I think it's four or five years. Mm-hmm. Then we see the great Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest actors of that generation. Uh, the character of Lester Bangs is one of my favorites in the movie, honestly. I think he was, he was one of the main things that drew me into the story was his, mm-hmm. his outlook on the, on the whole fame and the perils of rock culture. And I, and I think those two characters, his sister and Lester Bangs are, they have quite a you know, bit less. They're definitely not the big stars of the movie. They don't have as many, as many lines of dialogue um, as, as William or um, William's mother, um, nor at least the, uh, the couple big members of the band, nor uh, Penny Lane. Um, they're on the that lower tier as far as I think their dialogue, but they are very critical in, in this overall story, um, you know, of her saying one day you'll be cool. And, and then at the, at the end of the trailer, I'll go ahead and spoil this little part for the end of the trailer. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, Lester Banks uh, talking with him on the phone and saying, you are not cool. Yeah. That's, there's kind of a good parallel between the mentorship mm-hmm. from Lester and, and the way that his mom tries to be overbearing. Like his mom is constantly looking over him and trying to protect him and trying to keep him safe. But Lester is trying to bring him into being an adult in this new world and show him what life really is. But also keeping him safe in that, in that world though, too. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very much keeping him, keeping his head straight. Yeah. Trying to get into the business. Keep him safe, keep him safe while he's doing it because there's a lot of danger. Um, and then um, there's the the song that wasn't that's not in the movie, at least not this version. <laughs> um, instead, it's sung and performed by some of the people in the movie. You know, real time. It's it's actually the one that you 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 get to hear um, of uh, Jason Lee actually singing and not having. Uh, uh, I think it's like Marty Fredrickson um, is the guy's name that that did uh, the singing for Jason Lee's character. Uh, Jeff Beebe. Um, but it's so, and it's, and I, it's actually the song is actually, I'm much more familiar with the cover version uh, by Tom Petty, uh, Something in the Air. And so the original, this original that we're hearing here, this is by the band Thunderclap Newman. Uh, it's a band I've never heard of before. Really? I hadn't heard of it. Okay. So, so the interesting thing with them is they're kind of uh, put together, you know, not, not that, not that I don't think Pete Townsend had really anything to do with their actual, um, uh, you know, any kind of composition thing or anything recording in the studio, but he just kind of guided uh, a, a couple few guys and added on, you know, helped uh, get another band member to, I believe, um, and, you know, to be in this uh, band uh, when, when uh, one of the guys of the group of this group, uh, Thunderclap Newman, uh, was kind of doing some uh, almost roadie type stuff, kind of like driving around, helping, like doing, being an assistant kind of to, uh, Pete or maybe some of the other members of the who, but it's a band that got, got put together and this was a a big song, one of their first songs. And, and uh, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely much more familiar with Tom Petty's when I heard it in the movie, I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, that's that Tom Petty song. But I like, in the back of my head, I kind of remembered that, that in the liner notes for it, that it said it was by someone else, but I certainly couldn't have told you back then who it was. Yeah. And then we move into seeing the, uh, characters that were, will be kind of pivotal to William's future. Uh, yeah, well, with, uh, with with Penny. 
uh, with Penny and, and part we're talking. Uh, the producers with Rolling Stone, where he gets the okay, phone yeah. call. Right, yeah. The, the, That's yeah. the one directly after Lester. And, mm-hmm. yep, and how he's, uh, William is trying to, I guess I should maybe not talk about that plot point, but he's, oh, he's no. jumping in a bit deeper into the water than he would think he should. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of uh, good stuff throughout uh, the movie that uh, portraying himself is, to be a bit, his, yeah, a his bit obfuscation, his yeah, yeah, his not the you know being all that truthful and and yeah, which is another one of the respect. another mm. theme of the movie is kind of the truth and mm. the way that reality is kind of, that our world is kind of created by what we think. Mm-hmm. That's it, that seems to be one of the bigger themes. Yeah, what, we we get the does anybody remember laughter? You know, and then the enemy. Um, and then Penny and, and William talking about their ages going down through that kind of a little bit, a little bit, maybe a little bit uh, edited in a way. So that way it speeds along. It doesn't have the air to breathe, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, Lester Bangs, again, can't, you cannot make friends with rock stars. Uh, sage advice <laughs> um, from from a from a Yoda type character of Lester. He's definitely the Yoda of the group. And it also kind of sees the. Uh shows the the budding romance potentially between William and Penny, although Penny seems to be way above his pay grade. Yeah, right. <laughs> and in the very funny scene uh, with uh, Fri- the Firuza Balk character, um, uh, Sapphire, <laughs> her, her, oh, yeah. her running into the wall <laughs> telling him, your mom called. But that was actually, I'm pretty sure that was a, a, a cut part, though, too. She's not actually saying that when she runs into the wall. She yeah. says that earlier in the running along the side of the bus <laughs> but they edit they edited that was another example of what i think the guys who made this trailer tried to make it more of a comedy yeah less of a drama because mm-hmm. they were really playing up that wall hit when in the movie it's really not that played up at all in the actual no movie, yeah that, mm-hmm. it's it's not like a laugh out loud joke it's like oh oh uh right so in the background, there's there's been the 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 song, the something in their song has been going on throughout most of this uh, that we've kind of been talking about here lately. But then it kind of gets. I almost want to say it's kind of a little bit of a honky tonk piano piano sound. Yeah, like a it's like a southern 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 honky tonk. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and but uh, but then it very clearly goes into uh, a tiny dancer, the huge breakout song and, and it's been been huge ever since uh for elton john you know that i mean it certainly came out back back in, here in the early 70s when this movie set but um it, j- just a scene and, and has been spoofed and so forth and and uh looked to as a as a great in in movie diegetic uh bit of use of music and 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 one that uh characters even sing along to it's it's that much <laughs> Um, a big thing, a big thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically, the, it's almost the theme song of the movie. Yeah. Like that, that mm-hmm. one scene with the tiny dancer singing in the bus that they show a couple times in this trailer. That is the kind of the emblematic scene that, that they, whenever they, you see a, a commercial for it on TV or something, that's the one they always show. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's like the don't take drugs line. Rock, talk, rock stars are kidnapping my son. So those those couple of lines that are that are pretty uh, on on the funny side, like you're saying, really really hyping up. You know this this idea of you know this isn't <laughs> this 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 
movie is going to have a lot of laughs. So, well, you know, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it certainly has some laughs. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call it a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it would it would definitely be a drama to me. It's not not a comedy. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a couple small funny parts to it, but I, there's you rarely oh, yeah. get a, a mm-hmm. belly laugh. And of course, uh, I am a golden god, and it's showing him jumping in. <laughs> they're they're gonna yeah. spoil that he actually does go through with it when it's this whole build up scene. Uh, it seems it seems this trailer really wanted the movie to be a comedy romance between William and Penny yeah. with a drug kind of undertone. <laughs> yeah. K- kinda like um what's that movie that used to be um Dazed and Confused. Kind of oh, like a dazed yeah. and confused vibe. Mm-hmm. Kind of what they were going for. Yeah, this this would be like about five years after that, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not even that long. That that's that's the one. That's the movie that this trailer seems more familiar with. It's mm-hmm. like a days to confuse. Yeah, and, and I've heard that 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 you know the mar- marketing people there, the, you know, that play a big role in, in creation of the of trailers previews. That uh, you know that they're you know it's it's so far removed from anything the director or anyone else really involved with the actual making of the movie. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, you know it's it's that far removed. It probably will literally was someone saying, "Well, we need to make this more like a comedy, mm-hmm. so we need to we need to add more jokes because they need laughs in this trailer." Like it's probably literally something like that. I w- I watched a, a documentary on how there's actual companies that just make yeah. trailers for movies. Wow, mm-hmm. and it's it's such a bizarre world. Wow. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I believe that ends the trailer. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, right. Yeah, we end with a couple more lines from Lester. The you made ah, oh, you made friends with them, and you are not cool as I mentioned before. And so that's all these lines, these little parts of lines that I've mentioned. And my big takeaway is there's no, it's all happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which which is a repeated thing throughout the whole movie. And I'm I, I you know. I, as far as doing recording just this uh, first uh, quarter of the movie that I've, I've talked about, I talked about earlier, it's, I, I'm trying to keep track. I'm going to be keeping track <laughs> in the first quarter. It's like tw- twice, I think is all, I, all I'm at so far two, two instances of, of where that, where someone, at least one person has said it's all happening, if not two or three, but I'll be keeping track further as I go. Um, and then there's the, uh, there's the uh, website at the bottom, it, it, you know. There's there's a, there's the credits, you know, the the all smashed together credits that uh, you often see with trailers and and on posters and so forth. But there's that website listed that www.almost-famous.com. Uh, and I don't know, did you happen to try try that out? I I did not. No, I think back in the back Some when kind this of came ad. out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. It, well, I'm positive it would have just been an ad. That this was the days before there was any. Well, I mean, kind not of not website. an ad for, not an ad for almost famous. It's an ad for something else now. <laughs> it's, oh, that's <laughs> yeah, um, that's funny. Yeah, it's, they've let it they they let it lapse <laughs> that domain. Oh, and probably even back then, it probably was nothing more than a picture. Oh yeah, yeah, very simple. Usually yeah. back in the day, back in. The earlier days of the internet. Um, so, is there anything else you'd like to mention about uh, the trailer here, Aaron? I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess one thing that uh, you know I, I also I should mention is uh, you know the idea idea that we I don't think anything happened this this 
episode, but uh, in subsequent episodes of this uh, podcast, um, because the movie is rated R, um, uh, I will not, uh, I, I choose not to censor um, anything anyone says, you know, besides just little things for just trying to get uh, it, uh, episodes very listenable um, and clear, clear, you know, tried my best to have people clearly heard what they're any points they're trying to get across. Um, I really don't, uh, I certainly don't edit uh, or, or bleep over, uh, bleep out, what have you. Anytime anyone uses any of the offensive words that uh, society has deemed. Although I think you, you, you should, if, if anyone ever breaks out into a Taylor Swift song, you should bleep that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So then I think the one of the very last things I, I you know, I, I want to give uh, thanks to um, uh, Aaron, of course, definitely. Um, you, you've already uh, recorded a bit, a good bit with me. I really appreciate that. But then additionally, uh, as far as movies by minutes go, um, we have what preceded us, what I first listened to Star Wars Minute um, hosted by um, Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer. Um, and, uh, Coming up here soon, just with probably within a week of this uh, being released here, we have the Movies by Minutes get-together, the third third annual get-together here in August of uh, 2019, this time in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we had the previous two, the first one in Chicago, and last uh, last year was in Denver. I've been to all two and, and have my plane tickets and my accommodations all squared away for this one. And uh, and like I said, I previously did watch my minute, and that was with, that was with uh, Travis Bow. And uh, currently, there's still uh, uh, feels like Weezer. Um, we've at the time of this coming out, uh, I, the Blue Album is essentially gone through. That's 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 a podcast where we're going not movies, but not minute by minute, but song by song uh, through Weezer's uh, catalog uh, with uh, Zach Fracking Smith. And we've finished the Blue Album, and Pinkerton is on its way. And with guests for Pinkerton, we were guestless for Blue. And uh, that will probably be uh, a podcast that will probably never end until until Rivers dies. <laughs> and then then we'll we'll be following it <laughs> for a couple more years after that, probably. Um, should that ever happen? When whenever that does happen. Um, and Aaron, so any last, uh, you know, you, you know, get yourself out there, um, please. Um, um, yeah. Anybody interested in hearing anything about me? I, I have a whole big career going now with being a public yeah. speaker. Uh, I have a Ted talk that is just about to cross 8.4 million views. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. so if you just Google the words, I was almost a school shooter, you'll see about 30 videos of me. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's so, an amazing thing you're doing. I really appreciate your your efforts in getting your story out there and allowing people to uh, to learn from uh, what you've been through yourself and try to try much. to decrease uh, uh, this from happening, this awfulness from happening. Yeah, trying to trying to do all I can to stop these kind of terrible attacks. Everybody always yeah. says thoughts and prayers. I'm just trying to do something else. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I greatly appreciate it. Um, so this was uh, episode zero, and we'll be back uh, hopefully in just about a couple weeks or so. Um, uh, this is just a thing that we just want to try and get out there and get it uh, into people's podcatchers. So until then, it's all happening. It's all happening. I am a 
Golden God! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.